0: Well, I'm not really gonna be do. I'm not gonna really preach a message uh, because I really don't want to, to be honest with you. <laughs> not what I was feel like. I have some things I feel like the Lord has really shown me for our church, and uh, but I really can't do that this morning because it would take me a little bit more time than I have to get you to to where I am uh, spiritually. So. But I will share a few things with you that I think are really important. And these are things the Lord's been speaking to me about a lot in the past um, few months. Um, and I don't think they're personal. I think they're really for, for everybody. Um, and these are things that are that kind of surprise me that the Lord would even talk to me about this. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a few scriptures here and, and explain explain it. Uh, it's the scripture I'm going to read. I didn't give it to them back there, by the way. It's Genesis chapter 26, and this is a story about Isaac. And it, the context is when Isaac received the the blessing of Abraham, that the blessing God gave it to him, it was transferred to Isaac. Uh, and it says in verse one that there was a famine in the land. Uh, Besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, so these lots of times in the scripture, uh, there were, we read these scriptures, and we really don't understand um, what they were facing. Uh, You think it was all grand and glorious, but it says there was a famine in Abraham's time, and there was a famine in Isaac's time, and today we are in a famine, uh, I believe, a spiritual famine, that we are in so we should be encouraged in one sense that we have we can have a say-so over what's going on in our world or we should have a say-so anyways and then isaac went to abimelech the king of the philistines you know in the bible of the philistines speaks speaks of the flesh okay that's, that's when it talks about philistines just think of the flesh So he went and talked to the king of the flesh. (laughs) He's not a great king, okay, obviously. Uh, And then the Lord appeared to him, okay, now this is where I feel like the Lord is speaking, and said, do not, everybody say "Do do not. Do not go down to Egypt and live in the land of which I shall tell you. Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Now, this is what the Lord's been showing me, that we, God has a land for everybody. He has a physical land, a geographical, natural place for people to be. He also has a spiritual place. For people to be and he also has I call it a relational place it's a place where we live our life a community and what the Lord has been telling me is when you get those three in a line in your life then you're going to prosper in other words God is not interested in us just living I'm just going to be straight he doesn't want us just to live where we think we should live and he doesn't want us to our, our spirituality just to be the way we think it should be. God has a spiritual place that he wants for us to occupy. And I think a lot of Christians are not occupying their spiritual place. I think a lot of people, have, and this is really what the Lord was showing this morning, a lot of people have taken their life into their hands, okay, and made decisions about what they're doing with their life, where they're going, what they're doing, without God being involved in those decisions, God really wants to really get into our lives in a, in a really powerful way. And he wants, to, he wants people to prosper. He wants to, to help you come to that place where everything is, is lined up, is in alignment with him. And this is what it says down in verse 12. I won't read all the other stuff that happened because some bad stuff, but, you know, like all of us do, we do some dumb stuff, okay? Isaac got into some dumb stuff. But, you know, I preached a few weeks ago that God wants to give us miracles for our mistakes. Y'all remember that? Well, the Lord gave him a miracle for his mistake. Anybody still need some miracles for their mistakes this morning? I The Lord, help me, please. So let me just say, you know, God wants to give miracles. Uh, and then in verse 12, it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land. God, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. A hundredfold. You see, that's the favor of God. That's the blessing of God. And the Lord blessed him. The man became began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. That's pretty good, right? You want to prosper. Everybody wants to prosper. How about being very prosperous by the Lord? For he had possessions of flocks and goats and all that good stuff. Chickens. So what the Lord wants to do is he wants to, us to get get in alignment with them. That could be a a challenging word for people. I understand that. But um, that's really what I believe the Lord is asking people this morning. You know, hey, we were all into this in a moment up here, surrendering to the Lord, okay? So I just really want to bring that into your life, into your personal life, okay? Of how, of how you live your life where you live your life where your heart is who, who are the people you're in community with are you in community with people are you in relationships with you do you feel like you're where God wants you or, or you have, have you separated yourself and so that's when we talk about surrendering to the Lord these are things that really matter to the Lord that, because it's us it's who we are as people Are y'all hearing this? Y'all don't seem so happy about this. Now Y'all was singing and having a good time. I've always, Lord, why in the words you give me a ministry when I say something, they up here singing about surrender and everybody's excited and blessed by it. And I talk about it and everybody's bummed about it. <laughs> like, that's what that means? I don't think I really want to get in on that kind of surrender. <laughs> but you know, the Lord is good and the Lord is gracious because no matter where you're at right now, God has a way of making it right. Okay, God has a way of doing things, and that's, that's really the good news because I can say that I feel like God's been doing this in my life, but God was doing it. I wasn't the one doing it. He was sovereignly. He began to sovereignly begin to work in my life and begin to get me more in rhythm with him and more in tune with him. I, didn't, I wasn't even necessarily pursuing it. I wasn't trying to figure this out. God began to do it for me, and I want to, so I want to encourage you this morning that God wants to, To do this for you. Another thing I feel that's really important um, is I just want to try to help you if you are a person that is stuck in yesterday. Because a lot of people get stuck. You know, this morning we sang a song that said something about God not changing. Did you get that? That God don't change. However... And that's beautiful because that's the only thing we've got to hang on to because your life is changing whether you want it to change or not. Your life is changing. It's going to change. And you can be a part of that change or you can just let the change happen to you. You can be a part of the change or you can just let it happen to you. And God really wants us to participate in the change that he has for all of us. And so I think there's people who are stuck in, in what, and I've probably shared this like 743 times, and I, I can honestly say the 741 times were for me, <laughs> okay? The last two times were for you, because I'm always, diff- anything I'm talking about, I'm really dealing with, but I want to encourage you to, it's, God wants to bring you into something new and fresh, that God's doing a new thing in the earth. He really is. And the worst thing you can do is try to hang on to what it was, the, the way it was, and the way things were, and how God did this. And and so I just really want to encourage you to, to embrace what the Lord's doing now. And I'll be honest with you, some sometimes God offends your doctrinal positions when He shifts things. So I can really feel like a lot of people... Uh, me, including you, can really get offended because God suddenly uh, changes, he starts doing things that go against your doctrine on how you thought things were. You have this, you know, we all have this doctrine we build around what's going on, right? And everybody in this room does that. We all have this doctrine about it. this is what God's doing, and, and you have this doctrine about it, you have your Bible verses about it, you know, and then God decides to do something different. He says, well, that's really great and those all that's true, but just what you believed about it was not really fully true, okay? And so all he's asking us to do is to open our hearts up a little bit today and receive something more from him and not be stuck and not be offended when the Lord decides to offend you. <laughs> I saw this door this morning in worship and I heard the wor- word threshold, okay? I heard the word threshold. And the door was a door of the Lord and, and let me just say it was a non spectacular door. It was not any kind of door that anybody would look at and be attracted to and like, oh that's the door I want to go through. Okay? It was a very plain looking doorway, very plain looking. It was a little bit narrow, but wasn't real narrow. Any person could walk through it without having to turn sideways. But it wasn't a beautiful door. It wasn't an ornate door. There was no light coming on the other side of that door. But I knew it was a doorway of the Lord. And I felt like the Lord said that we're on a threshold in this church. We're on a threshold. And we're fixing to go into another room, another dimension spiritually. If you're willing to walk through that doorway it may not look beautiful it may not look the way you think it should look but it's, I'll tell you it's the doorway that God has made available to us and so that's really the only doorway we have or we can stay where we're at we get to choose that yeah we get to choose that and Becky mentioned I saw like I saw the Ark and the Covenant come through here here, actually, it came and set for a moment, and you know, all of us have seen pictures of it or on the movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember that movie? They had that thing, and and uh, but this didn't look as beautiful as it did in the movies. Uh, it was golden, uh, and it was it had some intricacies on it, but it wasn't as beautiful as you would imagine the Ark of the Covenant being. And, and of course, the Ark of the Covenant in the Bible represents the presence of the Lord. That's what it represents is God's presence coming, and then uh, you know, of course, in the Old Testament, that was the thing that Israel loved, that David loved. Nobody else seemed to love it. They tried to, they used it, they abused it. Uh, And you know what happened to the Ark of the Covenant? It got lost somewhere. I'm talking about even in David's day, when David uh, built the what they call the Tabernacle of David, which was nothing more than a tent. uh, he went and had to go look for the ark. And it says he went to this place. It's in Psalm 132, I think, verse 6. And it was a place, it was a forest there. It was a city, a forest city. I guess it was a place where there was trees, where there were forests of trees. And it said they found the ark in a field out there. Think about it for a minute. They found the presence of God out there in this field. that really speaks to me. It, they found the presence of God in the field and he brought it back and put it in his tent and David's tabernacle was was born. And so I think that God's presence is something there's gonna be a place we need to look for it at and it's not necessarily where you think it's gonna be. It wasn't in the tabernacle of Moses, that's where it should have been. Because the tabernacle of Moses was still there. And the presence of God was, should have been in the tabernacle of Moses. But it wasn't. It was somewhere else. Somebody took it out and left it somewhere. And I believe the Lord wants people to find that ark, that, that presence, and bring it home with them and keep the, keep the presence. Because here's what's happening with the presence of the Lord it's been an amazing thing that there's been a, a move of God that has emphasized the presence of the Lord. Okay? it really has. It's sort of like if you look at Israel, there was a move of God that emphasized that presence. But here's the thing. Is God wants a place for that presence to rest. See, he wants it to go beyond just us seeking a presence like Israel did. Like, oh, we need a presence because we're going to the war so we can win the war. Well, let's go get God's presence. And then after we've won the war, let's go put it back in its place and we'll go on about life as usual. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And I think in some ways we, we have to be careful that we begin. To, we don't treat the presence of the Lord like that. We, we take the presence of the Lord and we want the presence of the Lord to stay with us. We want, it to, we want to build a resting place for the presence of the Lord. Not just have the presence of the Lord because it's really nice to have the presence of the Lord and it really feels good to have the presence of the Lord. I'll be honest with you, church does not feel good to me without the presence of the Lord. It feels bad to me, like, oh, I could never go to church without the presence of the Lord. If the presence of the Lord is not in church, why are we going to church? Let's find, some, let's find a new church where the presence of the Lord is. You know, I say I really feel in my heart. I'm not willing to give that away, but I want something more. I want the presence of the Lord to rest on us. I want it to be the rest here where it's his home. And I believe that's what God wants. I believe He's looking for a people like the heart of David where it says, David said in Psalm 132, verse 1 through 5, he says, David said, I'm not going to give myself any rest. I'm not going to lay down in my house until I get this resting place for the Lord. I'm not going to just be, you know... I'm not going to just do what everybody else has done. I'm not going to be at peace. I'm not going to I'm this is the vision of my life. This is the dream of my life is to bring that presence here and for that presence to rest here and stay here. And and that's and that's really the heart that I believe that God is calling us to. I really believe that are y'all are y'all following this? And so I believe God wants to impart a vision to us about his presence. Much a greater vision than we've had in the past because that's the thing the Lord's been saying to me. He's been telling me, Byron, it's not good enough for you just to seek my presence. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something more. I'm looking for something more in the earth. And I kept saying, well, Lord, what are you looking for? Tell me what you're looking for so we can figure out and get in on that. You know, That's how you do it, right? If God's telling you what you're seeking is really not the best well, tell me what the best is so I can go after the best. And he gave me that psalm, Psalm 132, verse 1 through 5. That David looked for a resting place for the Lord. A resting place. A place where the Spirit of, the Spirit of God abided and lived. Where it's not just a, a, an experience, or just an encounter, or just something that, that's for our benefit is that God himself abides with you and lives with you. Now, in the New Testament, obviously, God is living in all of us. You know what I'm saying? But I think we could walk into a lot of homes and, and wonder, like, is God anywhere in this house? You, you know what I'm saying? You see, what I'm, what I'm saying is, obviously, Christ has made that way for, for, for us to be that resting place of God but how many people in this room can honestly say the Holy Spirit's resting on me like he did with Jesus the Holy Spirit the dove of the Spirit has, has found a resting place on me how many of us can really declare that I mean I wish I, I wish I could declare that but I'll I tell you what my heart is and what, what God's been saying to me is he's looking for that he's looking for room in our hearts He's looking for room in our hearts to, be, to put that in there. You know, is there a place in our hearts for that? For that really to be the thing, to have that heart like David. See, God really wants to impart that heart. You see, that was the heart of Christ. See, Christ fulfilled the heart of David. The longing in David's heart, Christ fulfilled. And now Christ is looking for a company of people. Who will have that heart? See, is this making sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, what, what's that guy's name? You know he's a really good Bible teacher. You know he starts. He's your brother's favorite preacher. What's his name? Womack. Andrew Womack. This is what I found about Andrew Womack. This is terrible. Andrew Womack does not preach on anything that he has not dwelled on for 10 years. Yeah. That's what so anything that he's preaching now, God spoke it to him 10 years ago. So everything he gets, he cooks it for 10 years. I'm thinking, dang, man, I'm in trouble, Lord. <laughs> he's got a long-term oven or like a slow cooker. I got a microwave revelation. <laughs> I'm sure. Actually, this is not microwave revelation. God's been speaking to me this a long time. I'm just just now figuring out what he's saying to me. So I think, you know, what I'm really... I'm feeling uh, in my heart for the first time in a few years uh, really stirred by the Lord uh, about vision and about the dream of God. For several years, that seemed to be dormant in me and I think it's been dormant in a lot of people and I really I really uh, mourned that in my life because that was to me everything I mourned it it was a. I just felt like I was in a long term state of mourning in my life because I felt like the thing that I felt God gave me I couldn't I felt like it was still there but I couldn't it was not it was like I couldn't there was no grace there was no life to even talk about it to anybody not even to have a conversation about it it felt just like you know when i talk about it it just felt dead in my mouth and so i just decided i'm just not going to do that but now i feel like god is stirring in the spirit now and breathing again on me okay his life his breath into me and for the first time i feel like i feel stirred about things i feel a real hope from god and i feel like i have some faith actually that I can can lay hold of some of these things instead of just like well I hope one day it'll come back it's like I feel like God is like there's something there for you in the spirit that I want you to have and I really feel like God is saying and I'm now we're in a time because of that doorway where you can begin to pursue that and you can begin to lay hold of that again And I believe God wants to do that for all of us. I believe he wants to stir in you whatever the dreams that God has put in you, whatever the things that God has put into your heart. I believe he wants to stir those things, especially those people in this room who've experienced, you know, trauma and experienced death of dreams and death of visions. And and your Christianity became sort of dull to you because you didn't have that thing in you, although it was there. It was there. It's hard to explain. It was there, but you couldn't access it. You couldn't tap into it and release it anymore. So you felt like it was like that seed that went into the ground, and it was dead, but you believed it was still there, and like a farmer, you were hoping at the right time you would see it come forth again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so I think we're in that time. I think that's what that doorway is. I think that's what the ark was, was telling me. It was just confirming to me that God is in this. God is saying, I'm going to stir some people up. You know, I want to stir people up. I want to stir the thing in you. There's no such thing as retirement in the kingdom of God. You know what retirement is in the kingdom? Go to heaven. (laughs) Not go to hell, go to heaven. (laughs) You thought I was going to say go to hell. (laughs) I know your thoughts. I actually heard that thought. Actually, it was in my mind, (laughs) but it is go to heaven. See, God doesn't cause call any of us to retire until we go to go to heaven. He called in the kingdom. We're always called, and you know, and so you know, I probably should stop, huh? (laughs) The last thing uh, is, I've been really seeking the Lord. When I turned sixty-two, I'm just telling you all my microwave revelations, not like and 10-year slow cooker revelations, but on my 62nd birthday, I had this prayer to the Lord and said, Lord, I really want a, I want a birthday present from you this year. I want you to give me something, and I thought about what I want God to give me, and I said, this is what I want, God. I want friendship. I want, I want to be your friend. That's what I want. I want to be your friend. And so the Lord started speaking to me about friendship and about being a friend of God. And that God reveals stuff to his friends. That he's looking for people that he can engage in a friendship relationship with people. And this is what the Lord recently has told me. He, he told me this. Number one, your identity in the kingdom of God is a son, a king, and a priest. That's your identity. Your assignment in the world is a servant. And I realized what he was trying to teach me about. This whole thing you hear, this conflict between friendship. No longer do I call you servants. That's what Jesus said. Because he was trying to bring the disciples into their true identity. Sons, daughters, kings, priests. But as far as their assignment in life, and you can see it, what they were called to do in the world was to serve the world because Jesus became, what, as the servant of all. And so it's it's just really who he is. He's the king of kings, but he's the servant of all. Are y'all following that? And so we can't say, well, we're friends with God. We no longer serve. You, You don't have a revelation then. You know, or I'm, you know, I'm just all into serving. You don't have a revelation. You know, you, so God wants to help people be settled with their identity. Okay? He wants you to be settled in who you are in Christ with your true identity. And he also wants you to be settled in your true assignment into the world that we, each of us have. I think that's really a really important word right now. So... That's my message. I hope y'all are doing good. <laughs> yeah, that was good.
1: Pretty good. Why don't y'all stand up? Let's feel like we have... Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Boy, we have a pretty heavy cloud resting on us still. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Lord, I just pray this morning that you will, mm, just Lord, what you are doing this morning in us, Lord, that we will, Lord, be in tune with your spirit, Lord, we ask you, Lord, just, Lord, that we would be your rest, rest in place. Lord, I think of the song that Janet wrote many years ago. Lord, it says, come on in, Lord, make yourself at home feel free. Mm, make yourself a dwelling place in me. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. Where is Janet? Is she in here? Okay, yeah. yeah, Janet wrote that many years ago, Sarah's a mother, and I've really been hearing that song recently. And I think it's interesting. I really do feel like the Lord is bringing this back around. When Byron and I came here uh, 20, almost 22 years ago to pastor this church. The theme we were carrying in our heart is that we would prepare God a resting place. And there was a song that we, would, we sang from early days that said, Heaven is my home, earth is my footstool. Where is the place, where is the house she will build for me? Whom of you will hear the cry of my heart? Where will my resting place be? And the response was, Here, O oh Lord, have I prepared for you a place. Long have I desired for you to dwell. And it was, uh, Byron and I just sold our house that we built when we first came here. We sold it. And, um, and we got rid of a, the piano we'd had since our daughter was young. And I was sad about it, but I didn't want to keep it anymore because it was a big, luxem thing. But... I was still sad. And I played one last tune before the movers were coming to get it. And I just, this just came out of me was that song, Heaven is my home and earth is my footstool. And I felt the 21 years, even in our house, had been a place that we had longed for God to dwell. And even this house. And I really do feel like the Lord is saying that Whom of you will hear The cry of my heart That he is really reaching out to us And then when we moved into our new house We have an awesome screen porch is why I bought the house Because <laughs> it's Love to, tend to spend time with the Lord outside And I picked up my guitar the first thing And The first thing that came out of me again was heaven is my home earth is my footstool you know just asking and i just think that's really all the lord's after with us today he's he just really wants us to reset and let this be the cry of our hearts that we be a dwelling place lord come on in make yourself at home feel free Make yourself a dwelling place in me. Lord, we just lift up this morning our hearts to you, our hands. Lord, everything that you've put in them, Lord. All of our goods, all of our life. Lord, this house. Lord, the houses you've given us. Lord, we're just saying, make yourself a dwelling place in us, Lord. And, Lord, so that we can be a dwelling place when we go out there, Lord, because people really need you. They're pretty desperate for you, Lord. And, Lord, I believe you're ready to send us. I believe you're ready to send us out. Lord, and we can go, Lord, in this power of you indwelling us. And us and dwell in you, God, and the world will see you. They'll see you, Lord. Lord, there's many more that you're calling to be dwelling blazes. Lord, send us out. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Well, there is such... I, I just say, take it right now. there is a rain of heaven on us right now. Take that! I'm mm. I, I just sensing new mantles coming down right now. There's just new mantles of authority and anointing and strategy from heaven this morning. Heart, I mean, it's a mantle also of just being able to release now and go further with the Lord. I don't even know what that really is, but I'm just feeling that and sensing it in the mantles of calling I'm really sensing that God has the call of God there is a call of God on each and every one of us each and every one that he's really you know the bungee cord thing that we saw two weeks ago he's unbunging. there's been so many that have been bungeed up like just bungeed up and God is releasing right now you into your call, into your authority and it really has a lot to be with being a dwelling place but out of that, I'm just seeing your call the call being released upon your life in a greater measure than ever yeah how many of you feel a call on your life this morning? you feel a real, legitimate call on your life you feel a, ber- yeah That's you, I want you to raise that up right now yeah and if you don't feel one raise your hand now you can get in on everybody else's because there's an anointing coming down for you to get released yeah because this church is released to be a dwelling place that's our call and out of that your call is coming forth we just release that right now in jesus name lord we release the call of God in and through your people. Lord, complete and utter freedom. Everything you've put in us, placed in us, demonstrated with power, authority, and anointing like we have never walked in before. Doors opening, mantles coming down right now in the name of Jesus. We just release, 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 Release in a greater way, a greater authority, greater paths, greater uh, spheres of authority. Lord, just open it up right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Go, 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 go. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Woo. Ah! Mm. Oh, we're going to get the ministry team up here. I just, uh, come on, come on. There's still things to grab hold in the Spirit this morning. If you need prayer, if you just want more, more authority coming on you, there's such uh, laying hands on people. Woo! Oh, yeah. I tell you, there's there's another cloud that just bursts forth up here. Mm, Whoa. Mm. Oh, it is rich, 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 rich. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Kingdom of heaven come. Will of God be done in this room. Kingdom of heaven come. Will of God be done in this room right now. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm. Mm. oh yeah oh yeah just feel like there's a cloud of glory up here just come and get it get what you need oh yeah are still praying for the sick any needs you have we want to agree with with heaven over your lives this morning for family members If you need to rededicate your life to Jesus this morning, where you've wandered off, it is a good idea. Now is the day for that. It's a good idea. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, it's powerful up here. You might want to just come to get in this. Yeah, it's good. Otherwise, we're going to dismiss you we just bless you in the name of the lord just go in peace in the shalom of the lord we love you the father loves you he loves you sons and daughters just go in the grace of jesus that your life would be covered and overshadowed with his grace and you be filled with the power of the holy spirit thank you lord